ಬಂದಿದೆ ಬಂದಿದೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಹಿರಿಯರೇ ಇತರ ರಾಜಾರಾಣಿ ಹತ್ತೋಣ ನಾವು ಅವರ ನೆನಪಿನ ದೋಣಿ ಕೇಳುತ್ತಾ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಖುಷಿ ಪಡೋಣ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿ ಇದು ಹಿರಿಯರ ಕತೆ ಹಿರಿಯರ ಜೊತೆ ನಿಮ್ಮ ಹಿರಿಯರ ವಾಣಿಯಲ್ಲಿ ಕೇಳ್ತಾನೆ ಇರಿ ಖುಷಿಯಾಗಿರಿ ಹಲೋ ಲಸ್ನವರ್ಸ್ ದಿಸ್ ಈಸ್ ಯುವರ್ ಆರ್ ಜೆ ಚಂದನ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಐ ವೆಲ್ಕಮ್ ಯು ಆಲ್ ಟು ಅನುಭವ್ ಅ ಜಾಯಿಂಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಆಫ್ ನ್ಯಾಷನಲ್ ಇನ್ಸ್ಟಿಟ್ಯೂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಡಿಫೆನ್ಸ್ ಮಿನಿಸ್ಟ್ರಿ ಆಫ್ ಸೋಷಿಯಲ್ ಜಸ್ಟೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಂಪವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಗವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಮೀಡಿಯಾ ಫಾರ್ ಕಮ್ಯುನಿಟಿ ಫೌಂಡೇಶನ್ ಇಂಪ್ಲಿಮೆಂಟೆಡ್ ಬೈ ನೈಟ್ ಇಂಗಿಲ್ಸ್ ಮೆಡಿಕಲ್ ಟ್ರಸ್ಟ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಕನ್ಸೀವ್ಡ್ ಬೈ ಡಾಕ್ಟರ್ ಆರ್ ಶ್ರೀಧರ್ ಪ್ರಾಜೆಕ್ಟ್ ಇನ್ವೆಸ್ಟಿಗೇಟರ್ ಅಲೋಕ್ ವರ್ಮಾ ಕೋಆರ್ಡಿನೇಟರ್ಸ್ ಪೂಜಾ ಮುರಡ ಸಾಯಿ ಸುಧಾ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕೌಶಲ್ಯ ಗವರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಇಂಡಿಯಾ ಹ್ಯಾಸ್ ಇನಿಷಿಯೇಟೆಡ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ ಲೈನ್ ಟೋಲ್ ಫ್ರೀ ನಂಬರ್ ಒನ್ ಫೋರ್ ಫೈವ್ ಸಿಕ್ಸ್ ಸೆವೆನ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಆರ್ ಎನಿ ಒನ್ ಆನ್ ಬಿಹಾಫ್ ಆಫ್ ಎಲ್ಡರ್ಸ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಕಾಲ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ಮಾರ್ನಿಂಗ್ ಏಟ್ ಎ ಎಮ್ ಟು ಏಟ್ ಪಿ ಎಮ್ ಫಾರ್ ಎನಿ ಕ್ವೆಶನ್ಸ್ ಕ್ವೈರೀಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಸಪೋರ್ಟ್ ಟು ಎಲ್ಡರ್ located in the head a very complex organ that regulate regulates our entire body now wouldn't you like to hear how the brain evolves and functions now you have the rare opportunity to listen to a brilliant doctor from the nats dr shilpa rao as cleverly unfold the story of our brain shilpa rao is a professor of neuropathology at the nats bangalore she is the first person to be awarded the doctorate in medicine and neuropathology in india a gold medalist in md pathology from jipma she has 66 publications and 141 citations to her credit she has received a number of awards presented several papers at sowho her area of interest is neuropathology neuro oncology also yeah now over to you, dr shipa welcome into our poll uh, going to talk about human brain but then it is very uh, nice to know how the human brain actually evolved from uh, a small brain of mouse and it has evolved so much so that we have attained this big size of human brain but brain did not just start with uh, animals it started the evolution started much earlier before going into the topic i am sure all of us have a lot of questions so these are the questions which usually come to everyone's mind and that is what i have put up here so is human brain the most evolved how is human brain different from the others of course all animals and birds mammals reptiles all of them have brain how is human brain different what makes us so unique and is human brain the largest is it most evolved is it the largest of all the brains what makes us human have intelligence emotion language so these are some of the questions that i thought i can address in this uh, next half an hour then if you still have some more questions we can still address those also so this is a very cute picture of how brain actually evolved to what we have right now so we are talking about brains the mouse rat that is something resembling what we see in human but then you should also remember that the nervous system itself you all must be aware that within the brain there are what are called as neurons so they are the most important cells because they 
uh, bring about electrical signals like whatever electrical signals you see in a computer that is required similarly in the brain there are electrical signals which are firing every second and such cells actually were present even in a bacteria so in the bacteria which is just a single cell organism even within a bacteria you have certain uh, cells which actually are required for transmitting food so the basic very basic a uh, requirement for a living being is that all of us need food so bacteria what it can do is it will take up local food so that is a single cell very simple system within a bacteria then what happened as the organisms evolved their requirement also became more and more it couldn't just depend on a local food it had to respond to touch for example if there is a if you have seen a jellyfish you have seen it in at least television all of us would have seen jellyfish in a television so what happened is that it has to respond to some danger it cannot just sit quiet in one place eat its food be happy so what happened they developed a nerve net which is similar to what we have in our brains which are called as synapses they nothing but these neurons they have a connection between each other when the network develops signal from one cell can go into another cell so there is a transmission of electrical signals like transmission of electricity that happens so there is transmission of electrical signals from one cell to the other cell this need came to avoid threats the first need was to eat the second need that came as we evolved is to avoid threat so whenever there is a danger you need to run from the danger that is applicable to all organisms that is why this nerve net developed so as again the evolution happened this was not enough the food was not coming to the organ organism it had to actually go searching for the food so when that happens there is requirement of movement you need to move then you need to move we need a balance for moving we need everything to be symmetrical by symmetrical we mean right is almost similar to what is left so for that all the organisms started having a midline structure and in the midline all these uh, nerves started or neurons started accumulating they formed groups and those are called as the ganglia which are also present in our spinal cord okay so first there was a single cell then we had some neurons then we had connections between the neurons which was called as nerve net which was to avoid threat then to sense and approach food they developed ganglia which resemble the spinal cord then as the need in increased further then developed this bigger brain so what we started off with was a spinal cord the spinal cord is what developed first and then that actually gave rise to the brain four brain that we all commonly refer to as brain so even the spinal cord is very important and the brain is also very important so this is in short a very uh, simple gist of how and why the brain has evolved in the particular fashion that we know that brain forms very complex function 
So this is just to give you a glimpse of different brain. We already said mouse and rat have the smallest brain. If we start off from there, we can see that the human brain is quite large. But does it mean that we have the largest brain? Is there any other animal that does have larger brain? Of course, there are animals which have larger brains. But when we say that humans have the large brain, it means that for the body weight that we have, proportionate to the body weight, human brain is quite huge. So, for example, if you see here, these are all the monkeys and they have somewhere like in this is all in proportion to their body weight, 70 grams, 377 grams. Human brain, this is an average that is portrayed here, which is 1,232. It varies somewhere between 1,000 to 1,500 grams. But then you can see here that elephants, especially the Indian elephant has a heavy brain. But then you look at these. Neurons are the ones which are important. So you, you must have heard or you, you yourself must be telling that uh, that person has more gray matter, this person has more gray matter. So what when you want to tell about uh, being brainy, so what does gray matter actually contain? It contains neurons. So we need more neurons for more activity. It's not only for being intelligent, for any activity. Now I'm talking to you, my neurons are firing. I need to move around, my neurons will be firing. So those neurons are what are important and you can see that they are much, much higher in human beings compared to any other animal. So coming to human brain itself, you will be very much astonished to know that if you take our entire body weight, brain typically weighs about only 2%. So I said somewhere around 1000 grams. So it will weigh around 2% of body weight, but it uses a lot of energy that we take and a lot of oxygen is utilized by the brain. That is 20% of energy is actually utilized by our brain. That is how much it is working all the time. In comparison, if you see skin, skin is just, uh, but that is also an organ. Skin, if you take in your entire body, that will weigh twice as much as your brain itself. So if the brain is weighing 1000, 1500, skin will weigh 3000. Although the function of skin is much, much less when compared to what a brain does. That's why it utilizes maximum energy that is there in our body. And as already told, it is a very complex organ. It's quite fascinating to know about brain because all that we are doing is completely under the control of brain. If I'm able to do something, it's because of the cells in the brain. If I'm not able to do something, it's again because of some area of the brain that could be uh, abnormal. So it is a complex uh, organ and I'm not going to go too much into the complexities of the brain, but then I'll definitely tell you what brain does and how it does, what it does actually, how it controls all the functions of our body from very small things which will not even be consciously thinking that uh, if I'm moving this finger, I'm not consciously thinking which part of the brain is working. But then if you go into the details, you'll be astonished to know that there are so many areas of the brain that are involved to just make the single movement possible. So why uh, human beings have the capacity to talk? Now I'm talking. None of the other animals or birds, none of them can talk, although few birds can mimic what you say. 
but we have this capacity to talk, to interact, to communicate, understand each other through language. Other than that, we also have certain special characteristics like we have self-awareness. If I am in a society, I know how to behave. I have some inhibition. I have some control, but animals do not have such control. So that is also very specialized uh, part of what happens within our brain. And we can solve problems. We have a lot of cognitive functions. All of these are well-developed in a human being. So if you compare a lot of brains through the evolution, this frontal part that is right in front, that part is much more developed in human beings when compared to other animals or the primate brain. So this part is what gives us all these uh, unique attributes. So just to give you an overview of how brain looks and what are the parts, because if I'm using certain terminology, it becomes easier for you to understand what I'm telling. I'm sure all of you know it, but then just to recapitulate. So this is how a human brain looks. And this part, which is in orange or the brown color, this is called as the cerebrum. This is what actually constitutes majority of the brain. Then we also have a little brain here. This is called a cerebellum. This is uh, somewhere in the posterior or the back aspect. And then we have a stem-like structure that is called as the brain stem. So this majority, the large area cerebrum, the little one is the cerebellum. And what is connecting here is the brain stem. This brain stem will further connect to the spinal cord, which is there in the vertebra. So there's something called as neocortex, which has developed much more in human beings, which helps us have a lot of cognitive and mental skill. What do we mean by neocortex? What I told you, the outer covering, that is the mainly the frontal area that has developed more. And whatever is there in the other regions of the brain, what uh, was earlier there in primates, those have gone inside and what has developed over it. That is what is the neocortex. We have definitions for that, how we define neocortex. But in simple language, all these cortices which are there on the surface, they're all the neocortex. And they are what give us special functions. That is how a brain would look from outside. Now, if I cut the brain, I can cut the brain in different planes. But these are some of the uh, sections which are taken from the brain. And uh, the again, these are what uh, is showing you comparison between human and other brain. So what we do when we cut brain is we have certain dyes. Like you dye your dress, there is dyeing of saris, you give different color. Similarly, we have certain chemicals which we use to uh, dye certain areas of the brain. So whatever is colored blue or purple here, this is where the neurons will be. And that is the gray matter. Whatever is colored light, that is where the other cells will be. That is the white matter. So your neurons are here and white matter is nothing like, uh, nothing but those connections, which are also very important. Just neurons cannot uh, function on their own. They need to relay information. And to relay information, we have what are called as white matter tracks. They're nothing like wires, which take electricity from one part of the building to the other. Here they take from one part of brain to the other part. 
they help in communication. So that is the white matter. So we are talking all the time about neurons, neurons, neurons. Neurons are important, but now a lot of other cells are also gaining importance. And they are called as glial cells. They are basically the supporting cells. So they will all be in this white matter. Neurons will be in the gray matter and uh, glial cells will be in the white matter. So why am I giving so much importance to this? So we said, if you remember in a few slides earlier, we said that humans have more number of neurons than elephant, which has a bigger brain. So to accommodate more number of neurons, if you see the earlier ones, like this is a mouse. Mouse has a very flat brain. There are no curves like this. There are no indentations. There are no convolutions. Rabbit also has very uh, smooth brain. But then as you go to human, you see that we have lot of convolutions. So what it does, how does it help us? These convolutions, these, we call them as gyri and sulci, they help us have increased surface area. So if you have a paper like this, if you have a paper which is straight, you can have only this much surface area within the given space. But if I fold this paper, if I fold it like this, then I can accommodate more number of neurons. And that is what has happened with evolution. We have a lot of uh, convolutions or gyra and sulci, which help us accommodate more neurons, giving us more capacity. So that is why we have this kind of brain structure. The same thing uh, develops. So the neurons, this is the infant brain and this is an adult brain. So development doesn't stop when we are born. Even after birth, the development will continue. These are all the neurons, whatever you're seeing, something like a spider or a, these are all pyramid shaped. And these the slender ones, they are the connections which are uh, helping one neuron to communicate with the other. As this C and D here, these are from the infant brain here. And on the right side, what you're seeing are from the adult brain. So as you can see here, this adult brain has a lot of connections. So the connections develop as we grow. And they're also influenced by our environment, what we are exposed to. That's why it said that when the child is growing very young, it is good to give a lot of exposure so that there is more connections that are developed. So you can see here, here uh, very less connections that are developed. And here you can see there are a lot of connections that are developed. So this is from a human brain. If you compare the connections and the neurons in human brain versus other animals, there is definitely a difference. So this on the left-hand side of the screen, this is from human brain. All these dot, 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 dot that you're seeing, they're all neurons. So we have so many neurons in our brain. This is from a single area of the brain. It will be less than uh, one millimeter area that we are looking at. So in that region, there are so many neurons that are always connecting. They are acting and they are releasing signals. So similarly, you will have in other uh, animals also. This is from an elephant and uh, this particularly is not as well organized as what we are seeing in human brain. Anyway, don't bother much. I'm just trying to show you what is there within the brain that it is so active and we are able to uh, perform all our functions so well. So again, here, these are the neurons. 
they will actually be arranged in the form of a column that is like um, yeah you have students standing in in a line in class if you're a class some of you must be school teachers so you'll tell them to make a line and stand so your neurons in the uh, brain when they're developing they are in the form of line they form a very strict straight line and when they develop they start coming from bottom then they start forming connections and reach the top so there are several billions of neurons it is so fascinating to know that there is no abnormality so if you imagine if one neuron or one layer of the neuron doesn't occupy its place suppose there is a student in the class who does not occupy his place it's something like that but there there will be not much difference here if one neuron doesn't occupy its place then the electrical activity is completely distorted so there can be a lot of abnormality but the architecture the engineering of the brain is so marvelous that every neuron finds its particular place finds its connections functions so well throughout our life every second of our life and that is what this picture is actually telling you the story about so we have seen outside how the brain looks inside when we take a section we give it some color how neurons look what do they do but in the brain if every region of the brain is looking similar then it is very difficult for us to do different activities i am talking i am moving my hand i am looking at the camera if we are talking to each other if there is an interaction i would also be listening to you So we are able to do multiple things at the same time. So there must be certain regions of the brain which are specialized. For example, I am specialized in neuropathology. Somebody else will be specialized in cardiology. So each one of us need different specialization so that we all work together. Similarly, in the brain, you can see this is very nicely uh, put up here. There are different regions of the brain. Just to give you an orientation, not to go into much detail. so this is the frontal part of the brain that is the front and this will be the uh, posterior region of the brain this cerebellum is somewhere down and then you have the brain stem i'll tell you only important areas of the brain so that it will make you understand which part of our brain is important to do what function it is actually nice to know what happens within our body right so okay now uh within this region itself there are different areas we'll concentrate on important areas so this pink zone that we are seeing here this is actually what controls all the movements of our body you want to walk you want to run you want to eat you want to have hand movement you want to draw everything is actually controlled by this thin strip of gray matter and within this gray matter also each part of our body is represented for example thumb is represented in this region hand is represented in this region leg is represented somewhere here and here you are uh, now i'm talking then i i need to use lot of muscles in the face so all these are actually represented in this region so every region of this thin strip is actually so important that it controls every movement of our body just behind that is uh, again a thin strip which actually senses what we uh, 
feel. For example, I'm touching a mouse here when I'm moving. I'm moving the mouse. I'm feeling the touch of the mouse. You are able to feel something and tell whether it's hot or cold. So all those sensations are actually represented in this part of the brain. Uh, you can also sense something without seeing it, right? Now I can see this and I can tell it's a mouse. I can see this and I can tell it's a computer. But if you ask me to close my eye and if you give me a coin, I'll be able to tell that it is a coin. So that is also possible because of this particular region of the brain. Okay, so that is how well structured our brain is and how well controlled the functions are. I'm talking so much continuation, sorry. So I'm talking so much. So something should be controlling what I'm speaking also. So this area here, particularly in the frontal lobe, this is what is required for speaking. That is called as Bruca's area. You don't have to remember the area, but then this is the area of the brain that is controlling how I'm able to talk to you. Similarly, you are able to listen and understand what I am talking to. So that particular uh, function is actually controlled by an area called Wernicke's area here. So there's always a connection between this area, which is what helps me speak, and this area, which helps me perceive what somebody else is talking. So there will be an electrical circuit that is there between these areas. So now we have talked about how we do certain activities that is a motor activity how we can sense certain things how i can talk how you can perceive you can also hear what i'm talking right without hearing you cannot understand what i'm talking so this area here in the green is what is the hearing area so whatever i am talking is going through your, your ear it's connecting to this particular region which is in the temporal lobe of the brain. So this is particularly for hearing. Another green area here. Um, most of us, if we see a person, some, we become familiar, we are able to look at that person's face and able to recognize them. So that is also in a specialized area in the brain and that is what is marked here in the green. So these are some of the important functions. Next, we also see a lot of things. Now to see through the eye, it's not just the eye that is forming the function. There is a connection between what we are seeing here and the most posterior part of the brain that is in the occipital lobe. And this is very important for vision. What we see becomes perceived in the occipital lobe. We also do a lot of mathematics, calculations. Some of us are good in art, drawing. So there are different areas of the brain for that also. So this particular a box in the white color, what is circle, this is actually important for mathematical calculation. It is important for drawing, it is important for dressing, it is important for a lot of artistic things. So like this, there is compartmentalization within the brain and each region is given a specific function and that will do its own function, but it is never separate. There is always a connection between these regions of the brain. So if I'm reading something, I need vision, I need understanding, and if I need to repeat it to someone, I need my speech area. So all these will always be in continuous connectivity with each other. 
This is the main cerebral cortex that I told you. Then there is a little brain that is the cerebellum. What does it do? If we are, if we are walking, although our motor uh, area will actually help us do movements that are required for walking, we need to always balance. If I don't see also, I can balance myself and I can walk. So that basic coordination and balancing is done by this little brain here, that is the cerebellum. Then brainstem. Brainstem is very important. <clears throat> These are all functions which are required, but they are not life-threatening. But what is there in the brainstem is very important for us. We breathe, our heart rate is controlled. These are all involuntary. I don't have any control over what I'm doing. It is just happening subconsciously. I don't think about it. So those regions are actually present in the brainstem. So these are very uh, brief overview of what happens within different areas of our brain. Now it has reached this particular stage where we are able to form or do such uh, complex activities. Let's see how it actually developed. I'm not going to details of each and every function, but certain important senses that we have developed. So if you go back to evolution again, where we started, the earliest uh, way of vision was a single eye patch. Like Leech had a single eye patch, which had photoreceptors. Um, what, did, what do they do? The, if the leech is in this direction, it can just see what is there in front of it. That's all it has to do. It has to do. There is nothing else that it needed at that point of time. So it was just like an eye patch. Then came the flatworm, which developed the eye cup. So now we have this eyeball and around it, we have a cup kind of a structure. So why did this eye cup come in? Because you need to concentrate certain light that is coming into the eye. You can't just let everything come. Then there is no focus. You cannot see a large field of vision. So an eye cup developed. Then came into picture the compound eyes that all of us have. So we have a lens in front. So which when it is damaged, like it happens with cataract, they do surgery and replace the lens. So lens is very important because it helps us focus something which is far or something which is nearer. So lens developed and to further concentrate the light that is falling into our eyes, we have developed a slit that is called as a pupil. It's also there in animals. It is there in cats, dogs. Cats have a narrow slit. We have a round slit and it varies with different animals. It helps us concentrate the light better and lens helps us to focus what we are seeing, be it a far vision or a near vision. Then, of course, we have developed a lot of specialized structures within the eye, like fovea. We have different areas of the eye itself connecting to different areas of the brain behind. And it helps us actually get a complete perception of what we are seeing. So it just started with a single eye patch. Imagine how much it has evolved just to meet the needs as the uh, animals actually developed. Similarly, smell and taste also developed. So smell and taste, I wouldn't say are the best in human beings. As you all know, dogs have much, much more capacity to smell. And there are um, certain... Um, water uh, animals like catfish which has taste receptors all over the body. So 
so when we evolved our need for smell actually reduced but we have increased the taste sensation within us so all this was basically for food uh, the animal or the organism needed to get food so you need to get food we all know that when it smells good we you know get kind of uh, our appetite increases so the same thing happens with all the animals and the other most important reason why smell actually develops is also to detect any danger sometimes you cannot always see and detect a danger so these animals use also smell to detect danger and that is why they uh, there was this exponential increase in the number of receptors that were required for smell so underwater uh, organisms actually were able to detect water soluble chemicals when they evolved and they came on to the land airborne chemicals needed to be uh, receptive so what developed is what we have now the nose so if you see underwater animals they don't have uh, the nose that is developed only when the animals came to the land so why that did that develop to allow airborne chemicals to actually enter and we have receptors here which will receive the smell and then they connect to areas of the brain so for all these sensations i am talking about vision i am talking about smell taste further any other hearing if i smell something i i know it belongs to a particular if i smell jasmine i know that it is jasmine without even seeing it so all these should be connected to memory right we cannot just have a first time experience and know what it is even when we because in my memory it is stored that it is a tv monitor so everything is linked to memory and smell is one such thing which has strong memory so all this memory formation is within a system called as limbic system within our body it is very important so we associate smell with lot of things we associate smell with emotion we associate smell not only with food there are lot of things which are connected because there is a strong memory that has formed with smell but again as we watched the need for smell reduced in us vis-a-vis taste so taste increased in us we have more taste receptors that help us enjoy whatever we eat the other sense that uh, yeah so this is just to show you that in um, the other animals the area which actually receives smell this area in the pink is much more larger in size compared to humans you can see it's a very small area here in the human being so smell has drastically reduced and taste has increased further the other sense that we have developed is hearing again hearing actually developed initially for uh, avoiding any uh, obstacles or avoiding predators so the animals had to know much earlier that for example a deer deer is not seeing the lion where is it coming from but from the sound it can run away it will develop that uh, reflex action that whenever there is a sound it knows that it has to run and escape to save its life what has evolved in our human beings is that we have a hearing apparatus that can understand language it's not just sound our hearing apparatus helps us understand language and communicate with each other so in order to do that what we actually have now is not one 
single year. There are three parts in our year. We have an outer year, we have a middle year, and we have an inner year. So inner year is the most inside where all the hearing happens. But whatever sound waves come, they have to travel. So this is the pinna. Pinna also developed in order to uh, gain or concentrate all the sound that is there in the environment. That will help you to concentrate all the air and the air travels. These are in the form of waves that travel inside. They will go and hit a membrane here. This is like a cloth screen. So when the sound hits this screen or the membrane, it creates further vibration. And that vibration is what is carried to specific areas of the brain. And you can hear. Again, you need memory to correlate what you are hearing. If I know the dog is barking because it's in my memory, that is the sound of a dog. Similarly, all sounds are forming memory as we develop, as we grow. They are all forming memory. And when the next time that you hear, your brain forms connections inside to tell you that, yes, this is the sound that you are aware of. Something that you don't completely, uh, you're not aware of, causes an alarm within you. Some sound that is not very familiar, you tend to actually be afraid of it. So that is how we evolve and we develop a lot of uh, specialized structures. But are we again having the best hearing capacity? No, there are a lot of animals that have more higher uh, hearing capacity than us. They can hear a broad range of frequencies. We cannot hear all the frequencies. We need certain specialized instruments. So what is required for us is what we have developed into. What that particular another animal requires, that is what it will uh, develop. But it is so fascinating to know that in a very simplified way, we have got all the apparatus that are required in the body. So if you imagine how a baby is actually formed, it's from a single cell. From a single cell to develop such a complicated structure which functions without any problem day in and day out. Even if we buy a TV, we buy a car, we buy any electrical uh, item like a laptop, phone, nothing is as durable and as strong as our own body, which is functioning 24-7 every day, every night without any problem. So that is how beautiful all these have evolved and they are functioning every creation is absolutely marvelous. The other feature that we all have, uh, especially in human beings, which is not seen in animals, is that we are able to have an attention. That is mainly with what is uh, in this region of the brainstem. I told you brainstem is very important for a lot of functions. And this is one of the functions which helps us in uh, being attentive. We are able to talk. We are able to perceive certain things. I mean, I'm talking and you are able to understand what I'm talking. You are able to have an attention span. You're not just running away. So that attention is actually controlled by region in the brainstem. And a lot of emotion is related to how we are conscious. Emotion is something which is very abstract. Again, the limbic system, which I told you previously, which is linked to memory, it is very important for forming emotions. 
all our uh, hormones like cortisol adrenaline which come up when we have a flight so i see some fire i want to run away because i it is something dangerous there is fear i want to run away so all this is linked to the limbic system there are multiple regions of the brain which are connected to it one of the important regions here in the purple is the hippocampus so i'm sure all of you would have heard it is a important structure because your memory whatever you form if a hippocampus is one of the important structures where memory is retained it also gives you memory of happiness you you know where, when to fear you need you know when to fight you know when to flight also so all these are linked to the limbic system and there is a strong need to develop this because for anybody to survive these are basic instincts which need to be there they are also there in animals but all these sensations are strongly linked to emotion in human beings the last uh, part of the brain which is uh, quite unique to human beings which i am covering now there are a lot of other parts but which i'm of all the special characters characteristics that we have is language as i already told you i'm able to talk you are able to understand what i'm talking if i ask somebody to repeat in school we teach children a b c d and they're able to repeat it so that repetition all that is very well maintained by this area of the brain that is the broca's area that is, here is the wernicke's area and then there is this connection which is marked in red and we're able to hear the hearing gets perceived here and it connects to the broca's area which is able to talk so it's a very 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 a complicated or uh, connection but which functions very smoothly and it makes our life very simple so to uh, very much summarize what i have told you till now that we have evolved over centuries to what we are right now to go back to the questions that i actually put forth for myself is the human brain most evolved uh in certain areas yes like for example language communication consciousness in these areas control uh inhibition all these are much more evolved in human beings but we can never say that we are the most evolved certain uh special characteristics of animals like dog can smell better they can bats can hear better there are lot of other functions which are much more evolved in certain other animals so we are evolved in specific characteristics which are important for us do we have the largest brain no there are lot of animals which have larger brain than us that we have more neurons and that is what helps us function better how are we different from other animals as i already told you we have social inhibition we have judgment making we can plan things we can talk we can communicate that is what helps us uh, do lot of functions better than the other animals so uh, right now i am going to stop talking and i am going to allow uh, you all to ask me some questions so that there will be time left hello yes and my brain is itching for many many answers to the questions i will put forth a few up to what age does the brain develop 
there is no stopping of brain's uh, development. So brain is like, there's a lot of plasticity within the brain. But general development for children, where I told you there will be connections yeah. which are happening, and there is uh, those tracks which are developing, all that will keep developing till uh, 10 years of age in a child. But beyond that also, we are developing every day. Every day we are having some new connections we are forming, we are learning, unlearning, all that keeps happening. Hereditary, if I, my father were to be brainy, do I also become brainy? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's. I wish it were so simple, but it is not. How does the brains of uh, child prodigies work? How they are different? Uh, so the, uh, they have, yes. So it is very uh, uh, difficult to study brain like any, unlike any other organs because you can look at a brain only after the person is dead. So you can't take out the brain and study brain like unlike any other organ. So they have studied few people after, yeah, of course, their death. And uh, they have identified areas like somebody who is an artist has that region of the brain which has more neurons. It is better developed. Husband by human effort, improve the performance of the brain or the improvement of the sensory uh, there was some disturbance. Can you please repeat the question, sir? Is it possible by human effort to improve sensory organs' performance? Yes, yes, definitely. So as we are developing, the more we get exposed, it's during development, not after a certain age. When the child is developing, definitely, whatever stimulus you give, that area will develop better. Then there are, uh, it is told some herbs like one dalaga, uh, some other herbs. By by eating, you improve your uh, memory. Is it true? Uh, I am not from that uh, part of the <laughs> supporting, you know. But I would rather refrain from making a comment on that. Celebration of our graduation. So as soon as I may saw my classmate whom I had seen 60 years ago, I could immediately recollect how I had seen him. So how is, how is it uh, that makes it possible? How, how is it that you are able to recognize? So there are different areas of the brain that help you recognize. One is you, you have seen that person, that facial recognition is in certain part of the brain. And then it, it has formed a memory. So memory is there in your hippocampus. And then when you see that person next time, all those will trigger. They will give you a signal that this is that person. So you, you have your vision acting. You have your facial recognition area acting. You have your hippocampus acting. And then again, it is giving you a sight and it is telling you, yes, this is that person. So there are multiple areas which are actually simultaneously working together. Dr. Thank Shilpa, yes, I am Jaya here. Yes, I would how to improve our memory power? <laughs> you want to improve now? <laughs> Just be active. Keep I would say you, you keep yourself very active. I, I am very active. Everybody knows. But even then, I think whether he's my colleague, he was my colleague, or I have seen him in the bank, I find very difficult to recollect his name. 
that has yeah. it is a known face that's all that, that, that is very natural so yes it's very natural to have that feeling uh, i you even i have that feeling many times that when i see a person i will be like i've seen him somewhere and i can't uh, really get his name no you i am 30 plus you are 20 plus <laughs> i am i look 20 plus i am 30 plus <laughs> i have a question but you are so active so i think you you are doing good but ma you are so active i think you are doing good dr shilpa yes sir no we have heard of brain dead person and his organs are donated is there a similar case where a heart dead person his brain can be transplanted no brain cannot be transplanted unlike mm-hmm. other organs we cannot use brain for transplantation we can only use brain for research and study purpose okay brain cannot and is the memory storage concentrated one place or it's all distributed throughout the brain memory is uh, not distributed memory you are asking yes memory memory is not distributed throughout it is concentrated in certain areas of the brain Uh, Hello, doctor. I have one question. Yes, ma'am. At, at what stage, Shilpaji, you would know that you are getting towards dementia? So, uh, by definition, dementia, like, like with aging, all of us tend to forget. But for dementia, you should uh, be so affected that you are not able to do what you are doing every day. like you have you don't know when to eat or you forgotten that you eat just one hour before the patient has eaten and he or she feels that they are not so if it affects the daily activities so much then only we can call it dementia in simple words there are a lot of methods to assess but in simple words if it is affecting that person's daily activities then it is definitely yeah here i would like to add something nightingale's medical trust we do a free screening assessment wow. of whether you are going to reach dementia or you are strong so we do a free assessment you can always contact uh, gp uh, or uh, any of our team members uh, they will help you out with it very good you just from dr murli dar he wants to talk you can unmute and talk is it is in gp you are you are muted you are muted i think dr murli dar you are muted can you yeah yeah thank you nice meeting all of you uh, dr shilpa the total session was fantastic thank you uh, namaste to all of you and uh, this link has been sent to me by dr vasanta murthy who is my guru okay. he has sent me this link and i could join little bit late but i could uh, listen some of the deliberations of dr shilpa rao it was fantastic and uh, jaya garu was also posing a very good question and uh, that shows that's the reason why i keep asking anybody how old are you i never ask anybody how old are you i will just ask them how young are you because the question itself the first question itself should make them at least they should feel young correct me if i am right uh, wrong uh, dr shilpa you can correct me you are right sir that that once again is proved to be perfectly right in the case of uh, jaya madam's question uh, because she wants to be young and energetic and memorable keeping all the things in her memories 
Yes. All said and done, there are few facts. Facts are always bitter. We need to accept. The few facts are, Dr. Silpa, wherever I am wrong, you can correct me during my deliberation. No problem. Uh, in a geriatric case of anybody, you know very well as the age proceeds, cerebral amnesia is the one which sets in. That has to be there. And there are few things, no, you need not think that you are forgetting. No. There are few things. I'll, I'll give you. Uh, is there uh, two minutes for me? No problem. See, uh, there are few things. No, when, you, when a person gets married, I'll give you a straight example. When a person gets married, uh, he will get uh, his new wife who is entirely a new person to their uh, family. Uh, when he is going out of his house after a couple of days of marriage, mother says to bring some grocery. Wife says to bring a, a, a packet of flowers and everything. By the time evening this girl comes inside, he will bring flowers, but he would not have brought groceries. Immediately the way it goes to a mistaken point, mother says, once the five wife enters, you are neglecting me. No, it is not. So basically what will happen? No. What will happen? This person, poor chap, tries to give more preference and he wants to give a show off. Naturally, there is the married life. He wants to give a show off. And at the same time, a new person entered into the life. He wants to give top preference to that. So what I would like to establish here is, there is no question of forgettability in view of the context. The, the question is, the importance that you are attributing to each aspect will make you to memorize or remember more. Here, okay. this poor chap, he wants to give more importance to the wife, not the intention to neglect his mother. No, he is a new, she is a new entrant. He wants to give new memory or new prioritization to her. The way we prioritize makes us to memorize the things also. Otherwise, there is no question of forgettability in anybody's life. Yes, when geriatric problem comes, when the age proceeds, there will be naturally cerebral amnesia that happens and that sets in. One need not regret or feel for it. The more and more you give prioritization and importance to anything, you keep remembering that more. That does not mean that you are having a memory loss or you are having forgettability. Don't look into that. Please, my dear friends, my dear um, senior friends, my dear senior gurus, whoever they are, please don't feel that you have forgettability. But in life, forgettability is also a boon. Any bad happening or anything that happens bad, we need to forget that. That is a boon also. Blessing in disguise many times. So that's sure, how I uh, Hello, sir. Thank you. Hello, uh, hello doctor. I want to say something uh, about what you uh, uh, told now. I found out, I found out that if you want to remember a thing, you should be aware, well aware of it. That say, suppose something I kept in one place, I should remember that I have kept it. I should get it registered in my mind. When I see that, I am not forgetting. I don't understand what is the question. What she says, I am unable to understand. Uh, you listen to me. Uh, suppose you want to close your door when you go out, you close the door and take five seconds. Yes, I have closed it and get it registered in your mind. Then you won't forget. 
anuradha garu anuradha garu only small trigger here too many times thinking towards that sometimes no a, a sort of obsession gets created be careful in that. a word of caution sometimes no obsession gets created ocd please be careful uh, dr shilpa there is a question for you from patsala uh, ma'am yeah please yeah she said Excuse that's me? a question on cerebellum patsala ma'am yeah. go ahead and ask it was the chat yeah uh i would like to know because i am 71 year old is there a way to arrest the deterioration of cerebellum in advanced age because balance is a challenge for senior citizens yeah so uh, we actually cannot control what is happening uh in the cerebellum but cerebellum as such does not degenerate uh that much with age yes i understand that balance is the problem but you need not be worried as uh, dr murlidhar said with memory everything that comes with aging i think we need to accept gracefully there is no uh, we don't have control on what is happening within our body we should be happy that we are at this stage but i have a very serious issue of balance problem um for which they say there is no cure because it is very far behind in the brain that is why i just uh-huh. wanted to know okay. there is anything which Dr. can be done is there a possibility that we can ask her to get tested b12 and anything related to cerebral ataxia she okay. is telling that she has gone to the doctor and she has been told that Is, yeah exercises have been given but the b12 probably is a very good suggestion from doctor i think i'll go ahead and get myself tested on that please be careful vatsala garu when you get tested for b12 no i am i am into diagnostic industry also uh, there okay. are different diagnostic companies which will do properly uh, okay. where are you staying vatsala madam jainagar sir bangalore jainagar Jain- You right. can get it tested either at Glumax Medal, Medal Glumax, or anything in SRL, SRL Diagnostics. Yes, I will make it under Diagnostics. Okay, uh, we have time for one question, and then uh, okay. we have to wind up. So, Usha, madam, can oh, you just you. Uh, unmute and speak? We're not able to hear you. One last question, or you want to uh, say something? No, no. I don't want to say anything. I just want to tell the members that let us allow Shilpa to speak a little more to us to get more information. It's fantastic. So much of information is on it. Yeah. Is any any more any questions coming up? There are, are there no questions. Questions? we can uh, close yeah, the, here. Yeah. No questions. Where is she practicing, doctor, or a person? I mean, can we meet her in Bangalore? Sorry, uh, I yeah, don't I'm know. You, uh, you are practicing somewhere, or uh, I'm at Nimhans. Oh, acha. So, if at all we want to meet you, we can come there. Sure, sure. Uh, but I can't see who is talking. Geeta, ma'am. No, I'm from. I'm in Delhi. I'm not in the video. Oh. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> but I belong to Bangalore. Okay. Sure, sure. Yeah. So, uh, may I request Maithili to please give the vote of thanks for today's excellent uh, talk? No, I'll do it myself. Maithili, <laughs> I'll do it myself. Okay. <laughs>
It's my privilege and pleasure to propose a word of thanks. I don't want to make a big speech. Dr. Shilpa Rao has given us such an inside uh, idea and uh, details about our brain, etc., which we had not heard. You know, in younger days, our teachers would say, I mean, we know it, it did not contain any clear matter or any matter. But these uh, millions of uh, neurons, which is uh, keeping the human, human being as active as possible till their death, is really intriguing. And uh, the way Lucy Lee she has answered all the questions is really amazing. And her knowledge of uh, brains, etc. And I have to congratulate her on her uh, getting a, being the first person to have got a PhD in, in this subject. And I wish her greater success. Uh, more and more laurels in coming years. Now, now an organization, organizing a program like this involves a lot of spare work and groundwork. And I should thank Usha Prasad also for the uh, effort and uh, trouble she has taken in spite of her uh, health issues. I should congratulate her also. I should thank her. And I thank all the participants who have raised questions. And uh, I'm sure Dr. Shilpara has answered their questions to their satisfaction. And uh, I thank everyone for participating in this. And it's a big thank you to everybody. Have a nice I would like to acknowledge my son-in-law who gave me Shilpa's contact. He's very nice enough to suggest Shilpa out to me and I'm so happy about it. Thank you so much, Shilpa. I'll let thank him know you, that. Thank you so much. It was all lovely meeting you all. I yeah. really enjoyed it. I wish you would come back again. Shilpa, have a great future. Thank you, thank you, ma'am. Thank, thank you all. Thank you so much. much. Thank you. Thank you, thank you Shilpa Ji, for an interesting and informative thank lecture. Thank you. Thank you, Usha Ji. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'll convey it all to my son in law. I'm sure he'll be very happy. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks to everyone. Thank you, Sarayu. Thank you very much. Thank you, ma'am. Government of India has initiated an elderline toll-free number 14567. Elders or anyone on behalf of elders can call between morning 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. for any questions, queries and support to elderly. Bye for now. Take care.